Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. So today this episode is going to be all about you, all about your one-of-a-kind you-ness. So you're a miracle. Your body is composed of over 37 trillion cells. Just imagine that. Think of the organization that goes into that. Think of the way these cells combine and interact and communicate with each other, their individual intelligence. That makes you pretty unique. There was a talk on TED Talk maybe 10 years ago where Mel Robbins talked about how there was a one in four trillion chance that you were even born. And Dr. Ali Binazar from Harvard said, no, it's even less than that. Dr. Benazar calculated you have a 1 in 10 to the power of 2,685,000 chance of being born. That's a 1 in 10 with over 2 million zeros after it, which means it's as likely that you are here right now as it would be for 2 million people to get together and roll a trillion sided dice and all come up with the exact same number. Anyway, that was Dr. Benazar's uh, illustration. And I just think it's so fun. It just puts it in your mind how unique you are. It, it gives you a sense that, wow, this really is incredible that I'm just even here right now, sitting in a room, breathing. So you're pretty damn special. And there's no one exactly like you who's ever walked the planet before or whoever will walk the planet again. All of us, we're all amazing, unique individuals. And yet, have you noticed how much time you spend trying to fit in? We try to get people to like us. We worry about what everybody thinks. We try to measure up. We're worried about being judged, not being too big or too bold outside the parameters of what society expects us to be. In other words, we're so afraid to be ourselves. So I want to give you some advice that Bob Newhart gave on a show. I hope I haven't referred to this before. It's so funny. There's, for those of you who are younger than me, which are probably most of you, Bob Newhart used to be in a comedy sitcom on TV where he played a psychologist and it was a very funny show, but he was very, very, very wry. And he's a comedian and there's this video on YouTube called Stop It. And this person comes in to see him. She wants advice on some issue that she's having And he said, you know, it's going to be $5 for the first five minutes or whatever. And his advice, every, every time she said anything and said, well, you know, I don't want to, like, I'm really afraid of this and I don't want to be thinking about it all the time. And he just kept saying, stop it. Every time she said there was 
some something she didn't like in her life. He just said, stop it. And it, it's, it's pretty funny. But really the message here for you is I want you to just stop trying to figure out who you should be and start loving being who you are right now in all your uniqueness. So why do I want you to stop it? Because when you're afraid to be yourself, it gets you into your left brain. I've probably talked about this book before, this whole brain living book by Jill Bolte Taylor. She's a neuroscientist who had a stroke who wiped out that wiped out the left side of her brain. And it made her, as it basically grew back, got rewired. She was very aware the whole time. And she's a scientist. And so she's really, really studied the brain and given us a lot of detail about what the different parts of our brain do. And the left side of your brain is the thinking, logical, analytical part that wants things to be in sequence and order and wants you to have a plan. And it's also the part of your brain that has all the fear-based emotions, the feeling of the negative feelings you get that make you want to strive and change and move along to in order to be better. And when you're afraid to be yourself, you get very focused on your left brain. You get very much into that comparative thinking, into the competitive brain, the trying to figure it out trying to fit yourself into the ideas that you've heard, be logical and measure up. And it gets you thinking about how you're doing compared to everybody else, how you're doing compared to somebody in specific. And notice that when you're in this mode, your brain isn't free. It's not relaxed. It's not open to new ideas and it's not open to the creative part of your brain, to the right side of your brain. Secondly, when you're afraid to be yourself, notice that you'll find yourself constrained by what everybody else has said, what their opinions are, what the experts, I've got experts in quotes, the experts have to say. Just notice experts are just people who have opinions and they might have read a lot. They might be super informed in a subject area, but they're not an expert in you and they don't always know what's best for you or you're caught up in your friend's opinions about what it's okay to be, what they think you should do or shouldn't do, what they think you're capable of not often, so often friends will offer you opinions saying, oh, don't try that. Or, and, 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 you know, they're basically afraid of you being disappointed. So they'll give you advice that narrows you, that doesn't really see all of you and who you could be, because when they're giving you advice, they're just thinking about themselves and trying to imagine themselves in your situation. And, they might have all kinds of constraints and limitations that just aren't real for you. When you're consulting other people, you're not taking a creative approach 
to finding new answers. You're looking for somebody else to have already figured out. You're constraining what you do based on what other people think of instead of accessing your own unique ways of thinking, your own unique brain chemistry, your own emotional makeup, your own thought patterns, your own way of piecing things together, the experiences you've had that inform your ideas. They're ignoring all of those things because they don't have access to them. Only you do. Thirdly, when you're afraid to be yourself, you're not in touch with the deeper part of you. You're not honoring and listening to the knowing that's in your body. You're not listening to what your body's telling you about whether something feels liberating and freeing or constraining and confining. There's so much wisdom in our body. You know, at the beginning, I was talking about these 37 trillion cells in our bodies. Each one of those has an individual intelligence. We are not just bodies walking around carrying our brains. There's intelligence on, inside all the parts of our body. You know, when we talk about having a gut instinct, there are intelligent cells in our gut that aren't constrained by what our head has confined us to think. There's a knowing in our digestive cells. There's a knowing in our heart space. There's this institute called the Heart Math Institute that studies the knowing in your heart. And so when you're afraid to be yourself, all you're doing is you're accessing ideas from other people's heads. You're not accessing any of that knowing and wisdom in your body. You're not allowing your body to guide you forward to what feels right and good and true for you. Fourthly, when you're afraid to be yourself, notice that you're not in gratitude. You're not celebrating yourself. You're not looking at all the ways you're amazing. You're not in the enoughness of things. You're not in the enoughness of who you are in this moment. And that has you feeling anxious and unworthy, resentful, fearful, hesitant, unconfident. Basically, you feel terrible. And you feel like you're in the lack. So these are just four things I came up with off the top about the consequences of being afraid to be you. The first was being too much in your left brain, the comparing competitive brain and worrying about how you measure up and not being in the spacious creative part. Secondly, it was finding yourself listening too much and being constrained too much by what other people say instead of accessing what you know to be true for you. Thirdly, when you're afraid to be yourself, it's not being in touch with the knowing in your body that's unique to you. And finally, when you're afraid to be yourself, not being in gratitude, being in all those feelings of lack. So here's a prescription for what I want you to do. I want you to start celebrating your differences. Think about all the things about you that are unique. 
the way your life has unfolded and what you've learned, the things you've learned to do differently, the things you've done well, the friends you've made, the places you've been to, the way you've learned to experience your emotions, the way you've learned to think differently, the wisdom that you've gathered, the knowing in your body, your unique brain chemistry, the unique way you piece ideas together, the different way you engage in conversations, the different way that you engage with people and make different kinds of people feel comfortable. Don't make yourself wrong. Even if you could do it differently, make what you've done right. Celebrate everything that's amazing and unique and different about you. Secondly, I want you to be willing to be big, to receive, to create abundant energy. So many of you come to me when we're coaching together and you say, I'm afraid to be too big for my britches. I'm afraid they'll think that I'm a special snowflake. I'm afraid that they'll judge me for being too much. So many people are worried to be too much. I want you to be as much as you possibly can be and delight in being exactly what you want to be as big as you want. And part of that is allowing yourself to receive goodness in life, receive the bigness of who you are, the magic of your uniqueness, receive from other people when you're not in lack and you're loving yourself, you're so much more willing to receive from other people. And that creates abundant energy, big abundant energy you can share with other people. I think a lot of us think that if we complain and commiserate with other people, that is a good thing to do. There's so much bonding these days around negativity and around complaining and all that stuff. But really, what really attracts us to other people is a joyful spirit, that big abundant energy that we see in somebody else that allows us to see how we could be. So I want you to walk into a room and bring that big abundant energy. And then my third prescription for you is be yourself all the time in all places. I think so many of us confine ourselves into specific roles that we show up as in different places. I know, for example, myself, for the longest time, I had my artist self who was allowed to be creative and in flow and kind of an awe and wonder. And then my lawyer self that was very logical and organized and not in touch with that creativity and the life coach part of me that was serving and helping people until I realized, hey, I don't have to be a specific role at any time. I can show up coaching people as the artist or the lawyer or as anything I want. In other words, all that, all those aspects of me are always there and I can allow anything I want into the room at any time. And you can do that too. You don't have to be one thing in one situation. 
just walk into a new situation, get in touch with your unique ideas, be in touch with what it is that's bursting to be said, to be expressed in that situation. And don't think to yourself, oh, well, I can't do that here. I'm at work or I can't do that with my friend. I'm thinking too much professionally. Like just, just get out of that role-defined box and just be all of yourself, all of your all of the time. Allow your body to guide you, allow your delight to guide you, allow your joy to guide you. And especially savvy souls, allow the celebration of who you are exactly as you are today, guide you forward. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.